Welcome to CouncilCast, a podcast from Coalfield Development, where we highlight moments from our monthly gathering, Coalfield Council Day. It's a time for reflection, team building, and celebrating the personal and professional developments of our crew members. This is season two, episode one, highlighting our council day on Friday, January 27th, 2023. For the first council day of 2023, the Coalfield Development crew gathered at our headquarters at West Edge Factory for a day full of team activities, thoughtful group discussions, and crew milestone celebrations. CEO Brandon Dennison kicked off the event with a welcome message and introductions for our new crew members. He took a moment to review our mission and share the symbolism behind our logo. Coalfield's logo is made of three simple, colorful triangles, but its meaning is far more complex. Each triangle is a delta symbol, which signifies change, and each is a different color, brown, blue, or red. All three colors symbolize a way Coalfield impacts the Appalachian economy. This is also extended to our crew hat color designations, where each color represents their roles in the organization. The brown, he said, represents the soil and grit in our efforts to build from the ground up. These hats are reserved for RAPS trainees. Right, so a lot of the work we do, it's in old factories, it's on a former mountaintop removal site, it's out in the empty building, it's in a high tunnel, it's with our hands in the dirt. Coalfield Development is not afraid to get our hands dirty. In fact, we love it, we celebrate it. It's very real, it's very tangible. It's from the ground up, it's in the trenches. The blue, he said, represents the larger goals that drive us. Blue hats are reserved for staff. So although we do really hard work day in and day out, it's towards a greater vision for a new Appalachian economy. So if you didn't have the blue to balance the brown, you would get very discouraged very quickly. You are leading and innovating at the tip of the spear and proving what new economy is possible. And it starts to inspire other people to come and join you towards that bigger vision and it builds a movement, not just one organization, but a whole movement, and that brings change. The red, he concluded, unifies both brown and blue deltas. Red hats are reserved for crew. So the red signifies where the vision and the work come together, and we move it forward with action. And it's red because we like it to be bold action. So it's innovative work, and it's bold work, and that's what the, the logo is all about. When you wear that, that's what you represent. That's what you are a part of. You're not just an employee of some company. When you come to Coalfield Development, you become a leader in your community, and you become the embodiment of that vision and, and of this logo. And so congratulations to everyone who's coming on board and uh, we're happy to have you on the team. For the first event of the day, we took turns sharing recent personal and professional highlights. Since we last met in December, Ethan Chandler earned his GED, Dream a Buck, Professional and Academic Development Coordinator, joined the West Edge Advisory Board, and several enterprises welcomed new faces. The new hires included seven new RAPS trainees, Nate Stevens, Zach Watts, William Cassidy, Frank Collins, Brandon Bragg, Josh Maynard, and Tanner Kitchen. Five returning crew, Joe Johnson, Joe Mitchell, Stephen Spry, Jennifer Putter, and Amanda Green. And three new staff members, Adrian Sales, Travis Edwards, and Jeremiah DeVote. We also celebrated the graduation of three RAPS crew members, Kavon Trelevin, James Cornett, and Brayden McFeely. Both James Cornett and Kavon Trelevin will be returning to Coalfield as crew members. Kelly Crabtree, Chief Human Development Officer presented the honors. So everyone understands what it means to be a RAPS graduate. These fellows have completed six months of paid on-the-job training and have engaged in our personal development curriculum, our personal development journal. They have earned at least, but in many cases, a lot more than four certificates. And they have set and achieved 
um, numerous milestones to be able to have successful employment um, currently and moving forward. So um, it's not a small task to be a reps um, graduate. And so we're just really proud of y'all. Kelly invited each graduate's crew chiefs and colleagues to discuss their journeys. The first graduate, Brayden McFeely, has spent the last six months working in maintenance. Brayden will soon be joining Marshall University's Bill No Flight School. It's pretty cool. I mean, the experience I got here was useful and something I can use every day in my life. It's just nice. I mean, the people I worked with, fun to be around. Casey McCann, chief real estate officer, said he was excited to see Braden excel in his next chapter at the flight school. Competition to be able to get into this flight school alone is something that should just be celebrated to the highest extent. So I just think that is just an outstanding accomplishment. So. Josiah Hanna, personal development coordinator, praised Braden's leadership and skills. The type of person that is a leader already, automatically. That combination of traits really says something about you to me. You're really a unique person. You're really somebody that I have a lot of confidence in moving forward. The second RAPS graduate, James Cornett, has been with the construction crew at West Edge since he started at Coalfield. James said he looks forward to broadening his education and labor skills over the next few years. Eventually, he hopes to open his own business. I get to come here and enjoy my job. I get to do what I'm good at while I'm training to do what I want to do later in life because I actually have plans to eventually open up my own business for networking and computer repair and I get to go to school for that. Though he has learned many valuable skills as a RAPS trainee, James said his favorite part of the journey has been the relationships he's formed during his time at Coalfield. The connections that I've formed here because uh, before I came here, you know, I didn't like being around people. I had complete social anxiety and I just did not want to be around anyone. But coming here, I was forced to work in a crew. Now I'm not forced to work in that crew. I get to work with my crew every day. And I get to basically just have fun with family. And that's basically what we are. Jennifer Putter, a fellow RAPS graduate and James's partner, said she was so proud of James's commitment to his goals and recovery. Well, babe, I remember when we met in April. <laughs> we met at a meeting. I was very impressed by your commitment to your recovery. And just like your commitment to recovery, you've been committed to going to school, to work in here, becoming a crew member. You tackle everything with the same intensity that you tackle your recovery, and I'm very proud of you, and I'm proud to call you mine. Joe Mitchell from Mountain Mindful said he knew James was on the brink of great things. I knew you had the determination to be where you at right now. I always keep on encouraging you, like, man, just stay doing what you're doing. Stay doing what you're doing. You're going you're gonna to be prosperous. But when I see how serious you was with your recovery, and all the negative, like anything negative around you, you make sure you get away from it. For that, you're a better man now and going to be a better man in the future. And I have nothing but love for you and I want you to grow and never stop growing. Zach Durbin, crew chief of Revitalized Appalachia, said James had overcome so much during his time at Coalfield. In six months, I'm pretty proud of all the things that you've accomplished since then. You had a lot of obstacles and a lot of hurdles and you've gotten yourself established and I think that's something to celebrate. Josiah Hanna added that he was always amazed by James's unique methods of working and problem solving. My favorite part of being in my position, what I get to do is I get to kind of hear these little idiosyncrasies and, and things that make somebody special. And it's just been a real pleasure. 
working with you. It really has. It's been a joy. The third graduate, Kavon Trelevin, a RAPS trainee on the Revitalized High Wall Crew, will also continue as a High Wall Crew member. Kavon is currently enrolled in Southern West Virginia Community and Technical College, where he plans to study cybersecurity. Kavon said one of his key takeaways from the RAPS trainee program was the exposure to new experiences he may not have otherwise tried. I was supposed to be on the construction side at High Wall, but there wasn't a lot of things to do yet. So I got to really get my hands in the farming side. So learning about the whole ecosystem from the grass to the animals and what we feed the animals and everything was uh, very eye-opening. Just watching how things grow has been just awesome. And learning how to process those things in this whole circle of life kind of deal was very cool to take part in and experience because that's a that's a lost skill. Eventually, Kavan said the high wall crew had opportunities to do construction on the site. Now he feels confident in the skills he's picked up. As time progressed, we were able to insulate a office building for ourselves so that we can get out of the cold and everything. So being able to insulate, put up drywall, things like that. Those are things that I haven't done before. That's something I can do now if I need to or need to help somebody. I have that skill in my arsenal to go help. Kavan said he's looking forward to continuing his Coalfield journey as a crew member, where he'll learn valuable skills and, in the process, learn more about himself too. With this position, I feel like it's going to challenge me in ways that I'm not sure I'm ready for, but I'm going to tackle it head first. Christian Jones, crew chief of Revitalized High Wall, said he was thrilled to continue working with his friend. We could not wait to talk for you this position. I've, I've known you for a while. You're just you're just a stable, stand-up guy. Uh, you've got a solid work ethic. I know that comes from how you were raised. <laughs> Love your family. Love you, man. Honestly, can't wait to see what you do with this opportunity because I know you're grateful for it, and I know you want it, and I know you're going after it. And looking forward to you being a, a pillar for our crew, man. It's really great to have you, especially to know you're going to be with us for at least a couple more years. Casey McCann said his leadership skills will make him an excellent mentor for incoming crew members as they expand Revitalize's projects. You have really strong leadership qualities in you that I feel that that's what gives a lot of that confidence too, that I'll see that this project will go forward and get done and done correctly. I was very thankful that, you know, that you're sticking with this and that this is going to give us a platform to be able to jump from. And, you know, Christian, you're going to need all the help you're going to get here. So I'm so glad that Kavon is here to help us support that. To conclude the RAPS graduation, Brandon Dennison read the graduates a heartfelt message of gratitude. Congratulations on this significant achievement. You have learned how to be a reliable, productive, committed part of the Appalachian workforce. You have proven you are ready for professional success. This is your accomplishment. You have made this happen for yourself. All Coalfield Development has done is to create space and provide support. So as you move forward in your next chapter, we hope you will do so with confidence in your ability to set goals, meet goals, and exceed goals. The projects you have advanced during your six months are examples of serving others, and they are examples of how we rebuild the Appalachian economy from the ground up. Congratulations again on becoming a Coalfield Development RAPS graduate. In addition to the success of this graduation, we look forward to celebrating your many successes to come. Great job. Marilyn Wren, Chief Development Officer, 
also passed a significant milestone of her own as she marked her seven-year anniversary with Coalfield Development. Prior to joining Coalfield, Marilyn had spent much of her career in community and economic development. Through her work with the Center for Economic Options, she crossed paths with Brandon around the time he was conceptualizing his vision for Coalfield. There's such a dynamic quality to the work that we do, and it feels new all the time, that the years slip by very quickly. There's both a beauty in that and then also a need to constantly remind myself that you know these are the years of our life and as you get older as i find myself hitting the the mid 50s you know you start taking an assessment of you know where you are and whether or not you know is this what you want to do quite possibly for the rest of my career and it's often on that anniversary date that i ask myself that and the answer is consistently yes because it's exciting to be part of you know this venture and adventure that's doing the community and economic development work that I've been involved in for a collection of closer to 32 years with various organizations. So there's really no place else I'd rather be and no other work I'd rather be doing. Marilyn said she feels fortunate to be involved with Coalfield's consistent growth and endless potential. I don't think that too many people have the privilege of watching either their idea or another person's idea pretty much from the moment of inception through fruition. I think that that it's a a privilege to be able to experience that. And I think that that's what we've seen here at Coalfield because of the vision that Brandon carries and is able to articulate so well and is able to get people to to rally around. It's exceptional. Through her role, Marilyn said she has been able to see firsthand Coalfield's impact in our lives, as well as our communities. Being able to spend my time and my career helping to build that and helping to, in my own way, articulate that vision to different groups of people, different stakeholders, has been definitely a highlight of what I've done. And I think that it's taken me places I would not have gone naturally. The deep work with individuals, with people, you know, I worked primarily on the level of community, not so much the level of individual. And I don't know if I would have gained such insight into how people approach deep transitions on an individual level. I've not had to experience that personally in a lot of ways, but it's given me insights that have helped me to make connections to outside stakeholders and funders to connect the the through line between an individual's transformation and a community's transformation to a broader economic transformation. She added that she was proud of Coalfield for many reasons, especially our commitment to not only reaching our goals, but exceeding them. I'm proud of Coalfield's adherence to its culture and vision. I am really proud of the fact that it's been able to achieve what it's achieved in an unwavering and in some cases uncompromising way. It's unblinking in the mission that we want to accomplish. And I'm, you know, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that we've been able to, even with, with different folks that aren't from around here, that might be skeptical of our approaches, that might be curious about why we make the choices we do, we've always been able to explain it. And I'm really proud of that because it's a testament to the thoughtfulness and the energy that's been poured into making sure that the strategies are sound, which is what you have to do to to have any type of longevity in this sector. Some nonprofits never make it this far in the fact that we have just been becoming stronger and stronger and 
you know, of course, the uh, Build Back Better Award has put an exclamation point on a lot of our approaches in terms of recognition that they, they want to see how far we can take it. And I'm proud to have been a part of that. Marilyn said she and her colleagues have many exciting developments on the horizon. Specifically, they hope to translate our data analysis metrics into comprehensive, quantitative information. It's become more and more crucial for us to be able to, in quantitative terms, explain what we're doing. So right now we're working with Ohio U on a project to help expand our ability to articulate what our social return on investment is. So working with OU on that project is something that I think in the next couple years we'll have good proxies to determine the value of our different interventions. And I'm, I'm very excited about that. Following RAP's graduation, Brandon expanded our discussion on Coalfield's 2023 workplace theme, Listening, an acronym for leaning into sustainable transformations, energizing new innovation and new growth. Several crew members and staff members shared their interpretations of the theme and its significance. Dream a Buck said listening is all about making the intentional effort to hear someone, not just listen to react. For me, it's intention, especially me and everybody in my family who have ADHD. You have to intentionally focus. You have to intentionally be present. You have to put forth a bigger effort than you would if you're just hearing. Ryan Stoner, Chief Operating Officer, said the theme felt appropriate given Coalfield's origins and emphasis on involving and listening to communities and people we work with. The approach that caught my attention coming to Coalfield as an employee early on was that listening was the first thing we did when we entered a community. And I say we now, but like that was what Again, as I was observing from the outside coming into the organization, like that approach is what creates trust. And so you're going into an Appalachian community that has probably had ups and downs of experiences where people have offered great things and then not followed through on it. And Luke reminds people here, Luke and Gina do all the time as they give tours here, like Luke will say, this is the first thing that they said they were gonna do eight years ago when I went to the women's club. And like eight years later, here it is. Right, but it started with listening to the community to say, this is what we think we need here. This is what we think would add value to Westmoreland. And what we all get to live and experience and see take shape all the time is now a product of that initial listening. But that's just like this community. Now there's dozens of communities, but they've all started with listening. Ethan Chandler said listening was a critical part of collaboration, especially in the workplace. When I think of uh, the word listening, I think of um, communication. Like, if we don't communicate, then how can we accomplish what we do here as a team and as a company in Coalfield? And I think listening plays a big part of that because if we don't listen to the people that are above us and to each other, then how can we accomplish, you know, what we're really striving for? Joe Mitchell added that listening also shows others that they're valued and that they're not alone in whatever they're facing. You got to always take time to listen to a person's problem without talking. See, that's another thing. When you're talking, you're not listening. If a person comes to you with a problem, which, which is co-filled is good because y'all always been listeners, that feels like a security blanket to a person because they're hearing you. You're, you're a small person, but you have a big organization listening to every problem that you have and trying to help you fix it. That gives you a strong feeling like, I got a company that I'm going to go all in for because they listen to my smallest problem. 
and give me the biggest solution ever. Bailey Epperly mentioned the importance of hearing what isn't said. You know, we have a big awareness of mental health here. I think when you hear listening, you think of words, like what is someone saying to you? But there's also a way to listen to things that are unsaid. So like, I think something I do a lot is push myself. I say yes to more things than I should, take on more work than I should. I think we're all guilty of that because we want to see so much change. So listening to your mind, listening to your body, and sometimes the loudest person in the room or the person that's talking the most doesn't have necessarily the best things to say. So I think even things that are unsaid, you can listen to as well. So it's not just words that we're listening to. Brandon agreed, adding that listening has paved the way for many of the opportunities each of us have had and continued to take. That was really good. Gets a lot of gears churning for me. You know, what I love about like with the RAPS graduation, with the celebrations, all of us are different. All of us are unique. We're starting out. Our Coalfield story begins in very different places for each of us. And what we celebrate more than the outcome is the growth. It's the effort that you put in. It's the gumption and the grit that you, that you live with. It's the not quitting. Uh, and it's the persisting. That's what we celebrate. For the new crew, Brandon elaborated on the Build Back Better Regional Challenge Grant and how it has enabled us to reach our sustainability goals and expand clean energy and economic development throughout Southern West Virginia. We've been the coal fields for a long time and we know that energy markets are changing and coal's not as dominant, but we think we can stay in energy state if we can adapt and not be afraid of solar and wind. There's jobs to be had there and we want to lead the way and this coalition's about doing that. It represents one of the largest investments in environmentally sustainable job creation in the history of the state of West Virginia. And you all made that possible. As part of our group theme reflection, Brandon suggested that listening, like any other skill, requires time, investments, and practice. It's a skill, just like being a carpenter, just like being a woodworker, just like being a farmer. It's a skill that we have to learn and practice at home. But it's an internal skill. It's not so much with our hands. It's really with our mind and with our heart, with our spirit learning how to lean in, learning how to, to cut out the distractions and really focus on who we're with and focus on what's being said or not said and body language. It's a skill set. I think asking really good questions is a key tool to be a good listener. You know, what's a really good follow-up question to go a little deeper, keep that conversation going, understand some of the nuance that, that might be in play. So really leaning into conversations, not just getting through them, you know, but really leaning into it. Travis Edwards, one of the new staff additions, joined in on the conversation with some personal anecdotes. Anyone who has had any sort of friendship, relationship, interaction with somebody for very long at all, uh, you know what it's like when you're trying to speak to someone and let them know something. Maybe it's something you're opening up or being vulnerable about. And then that person comes back with, okay, so let's do this. They just go into fix-it mode, right? So there's listening to respond, almost like playing chess, right? You're, you're, just, you're just seeing what they're doing so that you can come up with a rebuttal. But uh, instead of listening to respond, I, I think the, uh, the thing that we have to be intentional about is listening to respect, listening to love. James Cornett added that we should all be afforded the privilege of being listened to without judgment. To me, at the end of the day, listening just boils down to respect. When you sit down and talk to somebody, you look them in the eye, you don't talk, you listen. It's showing the person that you respect them enough 
to look them in the eye and just hear what they have to say. He shared a helpful bit of advice he picked up during his recovery journey. I learned a concept being in recovery. It's focus on the message, not the messenger. Because if you don't like somebody, you're gonna write them off and be like, all right, I don't wanna to listen to them, whatever. Just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean that they don't have something that you need to hear. So when you focus on that message and not the person, you never know. They might say something that'll get you through another day. Brandon said in order to truly listen, we must have a degree of interior stability. He cited a quote from Henry Nguyen, author of Bread for the Journey. To listen is very hard because it asks of us so much interior stability that we no longer need to provide ourselves by speeches, arguments, statements, or declarations. True listeners no longer have an inner need to make their presence known. They are free to receive, to welcome, to accept. Elise Hunley, Refresh Crew Chief, emphasized the importance and role of interior stability in listening to ourselves and others. There have definitely been times in my life where I have not had that at all. And I haven't been a good listener during those times to others, to myself, to my own body, to my needs. You can't have that interior stability without a mindfulness, without a self-awareness. Like you can't be worrying about the future or the past. You kind of have to be in the present to be listening. Following lunch, we discussed employee handbook updates and collected ideas for improving and expanding our recycling efforts. For our final event, Council Hour, we broke into groups based on our roles to address ways to make operations more efficient and work through challenges together. As the event concluded, Joe Johnson, who will soon be continuing his Coalfield journey as a full-time crew member, took a moment to share some of his excitement about receiving a red hat. He said he was eager to get back to Mountain Mindful in a new capacity. What's next for me is to do better for myself and for other people around me. If they need help with anything, work, outside of work. I'm always here, you know. I like to help here and there and be an uh, influence of other people's lives because each and every day counts. Joe said he has several goals for this new chapter, including helping and encouraging others and newcomers at Mountain Mindful. Learning a new skill can be tough, but having support from fellow crew and crew chiefs can make a difference, just like it did for Joe. There'll be times like I might have a bad day or anything like that. I could always ask the supervisor about something that I don't know about, or it might be a mistake that I might made that I need to help fix it. That's why I said that, because I see them help people. Why not me, you know? They put me in this position. Why not uh, do the same for others? Thanks for listening to CouncilCast, a monthly podcast from Coalfield Development. This series is hosted and produced by JJN Multimedia. Subscribe to CouncilCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review. To support or learn more about our work creating resilient Appalachian communities and helping people unlock their full potential, power, and purpose, find us on social media or visit www.coalfield-development.org. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next month.